0: Hello, welcome to the Tofugu Podcast. My name is Kanae.
1: And my name is Nick, a customer support agent at Tofugu and also a Japanese language learner.
0: So in this episode, we'll be talking about why Japanese people end their sentences with KEDO. So, kedo means but in Japanese.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but. But. Mm,
0: but, not B-U-T-T. <laughs>
1: right, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, I guess like but is like supposed to connect sentences. You know, mm. like in, in English, it's like that too. But instead of connecting sentences, people end sentences with kedo or its formal form is ga. And you know, like textbooks would teach you that it means, but then people be saying, like, hi, I'd like to make a reservation, but da, da, da.
1: Mm, Right. Um,
0: Yeah. So that's, yeah, right. (laughs) Like, so that's kind of a mysterious part of maybe like Japanese for beginners, especially if you're not used to like real life conversations. So I guess we'll get to the bottom of it today.
1: <laughs> That's the plan. Uh, you're not going to find this in a textbook.
0: Yeah, actually, no. Mm, <laughs> not many. So, Nick, have you ever, like, run into someone using this "kettle" or got at the end of sentences?
1: Yeah, I surely don't have as much experience hearing it or, or using it in my studies. Um, but I've definitely heard it and read it a lot in my reading and listening practice
0: mm. you've read yotsubato and stuff right
1: correct yes
0: mm. <laughs> so it's more like uh what is it slice of life kind of materials or
1: absolutely yeah mm. yeah the example that i point to is Hanashi ga arundakedo, mm. uh, which means i have something to say yeah, yeah yeah um and i i'm fairly sure i've i've read it in yotsuba um mm. i'm not sure if yotsuba says it or if her or if her father does. It feels like a way to soften your intent mm-hmm. and make what the speaker is saying feel less direct. And I think it could also like add flexibility mm-hmm. on how the user can respond to you because you're sort of cutting off the sentence and saying, now it's mm-hmm. your turn to talk.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you
1: can respond the way you feel. And I don't want to put the pressure on you. So if you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's yeah, kind yeah, of the vibe yeah. I get.
0: hmm That's the kiddo vibe. I think, the especially vibe. yeah. I think it, <laughs> in this case, especially, I don't know. You feel kind of tense, right, when someone mm-hmm. says to you, "Hey, we need to talk."
1: Oh, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In, in English, it's very jarring. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like you like picture your wife saying this, like you know, we need to talk. Oh God! <laughs>
1: oh boy! oh gosh yeah. that's that's never good. That's never
0: uh-huh.
1: good Whatever uh, happens next is never gonna be a
0: yeah,' uh, never gonna be good. <laughs> but I can kind of picture this, you know, 話があるんだけど, I guess I have something to talk about, mm. um but da da is now a good time, I guess uh, or right. something yeah, something like that, but I guess many people end their sentences with this spa. Like just, you know, I have something to say or I think we need to talk, dot, dot, dot.
1: <laughs> Do you feel that in this specific case, like mm-hmm. do do you feel that the situation can be both serious and lighter? Or is this mm. situation more like like you said, like if your if your wife comes up to you and says we have to talk, it's never good? Does it have both does it work both ways?
0: You just say it if it's casual, you know?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. You oh, start true, talking. True. <laughs> yeah, if, if you don't want to say the next thing that you want to say, mm-hmm. you it's it's probably not the best thing in the world. Yeah. That's but, true. That's true. Yeah, I didn't think but of some that. some
0: people like use it just to, I don't know, set the tone, I guess. Um, and oh. it might not be as serious as you think it would be. So that oh, can true. be a possibility too. Yeah, this is a good example though, because, we never really say in English the uh, hey, we need to talk, but da da da.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I th- <laughs> I I've right exactly. You're not gonna yeah. add that that little but at the end. Yeah. I think there's a level of complexity in the, in in the Japanese
0: hmm so we'll get into that later. Uh, do you have any other, like, examples, or...?
1: Yeah, yeah, actually, um, I've also, I've heard it when, like, a character in a show answers a phone call from a person they don't recognize, like, from an unknown number. mm mm-hmm. um, Like, an example would be, like, if I'm introducing myself on the phone, mm-hmm. I'd, I might say, "Hi." Desuけど, sama desu ka?
0: Mm. Um, so it's
1: you're just saying like, my name is Nick. Who is this? In a in a very polite way. Mm-hmm. What what does the kedo <laughs> add to that moment?
0: So this is like, hello. This is Nicholas. But who's <laughs> who's calling or something like oh, that, right? Yeah. Is it, right, does it right. make sense though in English if someone says that? Hello, this is Cl- Nicholas. But Who's calling?
1: Um,
0: Does it make sense?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've heard, like, in a formal way, like, you know, this Mm. is Nicholas, may I ask who's calling? You know, especially, like, mm, in the business sense. Do you use
0: but, though, to connect the two sentences?
1: Uh, no. No, I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so, yeah. I think it's a a especially Japanese thing.
0: Right, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so this is kind of a weird, because I can't even tell. I feel I take time to think. Maybe I can figure it out. But like, right. um, even like after moving to the states, I knew enough English to you know be able to communicate. But this use of kedo, I think I was using it like in English
1: with ba or
0: do. So it, I might still do that. So this is like unconsciously
1: (laughs) haunting
0: yeah haunting (laughs) japanese like uh people's minds maybe like (laughs) because i'm not like a native bilingual or anything and um Mm. sometimes i can't even tell the difference or i can tell like when not to use but (laughs) because it comes to me like so natural like um the like i say something and then connect two sentences with but <laughs> even though they're not like contra contradictory or like contrasting ideas which oh. like the english but is supposed to do right
1: exactly exactly right? <laughs> and it's pretty much like a it's a, that's the use case for for but though they they generally contrast
0: yeah two things right uh-huh and けど can definitely do that but mm, then right. It, they can do a little bit more than that too. So I think that's the tricky part. If you have a Japanese friend, you speak English too, and uh, you might notice that their use of like bat or do might be sometimes off. Oh. If so, like that might be because of this, like kedo can do, like the uh, Japanese equivalent can do a little bit more um but yeah. or though can do, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what, now that you mentioned it, I'm uh-huh. if, when I do language exchange, I'm definitely gonna hear it. I, I haven't really oh, noticed yeah. it yet, but I'm mm-hmm. now I'm gonna hear it. Sort of sometimes, like.
0: Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it feels just like natural, you know, you can't even like, oh, maybe it was like something was off, but I can't identify what it was. And sometimes mm. it might be the but that's not connecting, contrasting ideas exactly (laughs) yeah so yeah (laughs) hi nicholas desu kedo dochira sama desu ka yeah this one i think if without kedo (laughs) hi nicholas desu hi this is nick dochira sama desu ka who's who's calling that's kind of maybe like weird or unnatural in japanese kedo is doing definitely doing something (laughs) So, oh, so like you just yeah. said it
1: without kedo and you're like ooh that doesn't yeah. feel that doesn't that, feel natural to me. <laughs>
0: I guess like that feels a little bit of a statement like right. uh assertive. Yeah. Hi Nicholas. this like hey this is Nicholas. I guess like in English you don't use but or anything like that to you don't even like try to connect these sen- two sentences. You just like end sentence. Right by you know this is Nicholas. Period. Who are you? <laughs> you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you calling me? No,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why are you calling me? But I guess it comes off a little bit strong in Japanese. Yeah. Hi, Nicholas. Des. sabon desu ka? I guess you kind of try to make the flow natural. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm. It doesn't saying sound right rude, that. does it? Hi, Nicolas. It's
1: not rude. Maybe assertive was the right word that you mentioned before.
0: Yeah, yeah, assertive. Like a uh, statement, like
1: right. I don't I know your statement. That's who I am.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start talking about what Kedo does. And we hmm. kind of mentioned that, you know, Kedo, just like ba or do. In English, connect two sentences that contrast with each other. An example would be something like, daけど, party wa suki. In this case, like, is like, shy. Mm. Mm. So, I am shy, or I'm not outgoing, but party was key. I like parties. So it's seemingly contrasting ideas, right? Like, am I stereotyping? I don't know, but it's like, shy <laughs> no, I people. Don't, I don't think so. Yeah, shy well, and I, parties, you know?
1: <laughs> as a person who's naturally introverted like myself, I do think those are contrasting ideas. Not that I don't mm-hmm. like parties, mm-hmm. but if I'm not, if I'm a shy person, you'd, ex- or, you know, in the general sense, if you're shy, it can be assumed. That you might not like parties with lots of people, or right. Um, so, so ha- sort of subverting that expectation and saying, "I'm not outgoing, but I like going to parties." Yeah, it's a surprise, and that's what you learn in the textbook, right? That's the textbook way yeah. of learning "kedo" as a particle.
0: Uh huh. And also, this is the English, like this is where the English Ba and "kedo" are overlapped. I think. Right. Um, yeah. No. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So in addition to that, Kedo can do more, as I said, and then that is to like add context to what you're about to say. So an example would be, you're asking someone for a favor and then you can use Kedo to provide the context behind your request. For example, maybe you ask your husband, 卵がないんだけど、帰りに買ってきてくれる? So, tamago is eggs, so we are out of eggs. Can you buy some on your way home? And these two sentences, We're out of eggs, and can you buy some on your way home? Are connected with けど。卵がないんだけど、帰りに買ってきてくれる? And if you try to translate this to English, with bot, that would be kind of weird because you would be saying, we're out of eggs, but can you buy some on your way home?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make much sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Tamago ga nai. We're out of eggs is re- the reason behind right. the request, which is, you know, uh, can you buy some on your way home? So that would be weird. <laughs> there are no them. Contra- yeah. Con- yeah, so, with kedo, you can do something like that, you know, adding context of like why you're asking this person to buy eggs, you mm. know, uh, and the reason being we are out of eggs.
1: <laughs> right, right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, it doesn't translate directly very well into English.
0: Yeah, but maybe I use that sometimes in English mm. too. I guess in Japanese people's mind, Maybe just me, but like kedo is just natural for like connecting sentences like this too. Mm.
1: When I was um sort of thinking about this sentence, mm-hmm. and you mentioned the reason, it sounded a bit like kara no de since mm-hmm. because it had that kind of feeling to it. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if there's any sort of connection between those two. Those two ideas, or if they can mm-hmm. use them, if you can use them interchangeably, or is there something, is there more nuance to using kedo over mm. kara, um, or even if there's any relationship at all?
0: Right. So that's interesting because they're all like conjunctive particles, I Correct. think. Yeah. Like they're supposed to like connect sentences, but kara and node can end sentences and This is more technical, like you know, linguistic (laughs) jargon. But uh, they're they're all, yeah, they're all called like (laughs) ichasi kotoba. Uh, So I was doing research on those, and they can definitely be interchangeable in this specific situation because the tamago ga nai is the reason behind the request of katakitekure. You know, so tamago ga nai kara. For example, we are out of eggs. So can you buy some on your way home? That works. Yeah. Is
1: there, mm-hmm. a, is there, is there a nuance between using either one?
0: Yeah. So in this case, I feel like, uh, so kara and no are often translated as because, right? Correct. So right. it's more like say them as reasons mm. Mm. i see yeah i mean like kedo is providing you the reason too but i guess it's more clear that it's the reason
1: <laughs> I, oh, guess, okay.
0: ke- I guess i ke- guess with kedo, the two sentences that are connected you know are loosely related but not necessarily those like causal Relationships, like mm. this is the reason and this is the request, or this is the reason and this is the result, kind of relationship. Maybe like "kedo" is a little bit more flexible. Oh, there are definitely overlap between them, and then there are situations like "tamago ga nai kara," "tamago ga nai kedo," "nda kedo." You know, there are situations that they can be used interchangeably.
1: Mm. Very interesting.
0: Time for WaniKani ad. Please feel free to skip this bird if you like. For those who are not familiar with WaniKani, WaniKani is a kanji and Japanese vocabulary learning platform where you can learn 2,000 kanji and more than 6,000 vocabulary items within a little over a year. And today, Nick will share his story about using WaniKani. Hey, Nick.
1: Hello. So I started studying grammar when I reached Wanikani level ten, and being being familiar with the kanji included in beginner textbooks uh, before I even opened the first pages was one of the biggest benefits of using Wanikani. Mm-hmm. Wanikani is really good at making the bridge to grammar study easier to cross because by the time you reach level ten. You already know many of the kanji and the vocabulary that you might find in textbooks like Genki 1 or "mina no Nihongo mm-hmm. which in turn allowed me to focus on the context of the grammar points and how they get arranged in sentences rather than trying to like decipher each word or mm-hmm. the or each reading of a kanji right. uh, that was really Uh, challenging in the beginning, but Wani Kani really made that a lot Mm -hmm. easier. I felt able to like skip the kanji and vocabulary lists in Genki Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and dive right into the grammar points because I knew I was going to get closer and closer to enjoying the native material and graded readers, which was really my goal from the start. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the goal of a lot of, uh, a lot of learners as well.
0: That's true. Uh, would you recommend that, uh, Wanika users to wait until they hit level ten or so to start their grammar studies?
1: Yeah, I think that's it's mm. a it's a good it's a good level uh, to start at. You have a lot of kanji and vocabulary under your belt, um, but as a as a customer support agent. <laughs> uh when uh, putting my customer support agent hat on <laughs> yeah. um when when I, when i have users or learners who ask me like when they mm. should start grammar i i just say whenever you feel ready and whenever you um want to dive in um right. because if you if if you're doing wanikani and grammar study simultaneously i think you're in a really good spot
0: that's true yeah i think it's up to you after all yeah if you know more vocabulary, that's great too. You know, that's an advantage that you don't get. You don't have to look up every word you run into. I guess
1: it it makes things so much so much easier to to decipher.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, thank you for sharing your story, Nick. And so, if you're interested in using Wanikani, the first three levels are free. So, be sure to try the trial levels to see if it works for you. And if you end up really liking Wanikani, you can use our special coupon code. It gives you a 25% discount for monthly and annual subscriptions. It's KEDO, K E D O, or uppercase. And you can redeem this code until the end of June 2023. And the discount lasts for one year. So check out Wanikani. Now let's get back to the episode. So, you know, with the two usages or uses of kedo in mind, which was one, you know, just like English, you connect to contrasting ideas. And also, like, one is to provide context. We can talk about how they can be used at the end of sentences. So the first one would be KEDO for adding afterthoughts. Mm. This is more about the contrasting ideas, I think. So let's say your friend went to a concert and you're asking how it was. Your friend says, KANARI HITO WA KEDO. So they were saying, there were quite a few people there. The venue was small though. So this though is the equivalent to the kedo at the end of the sentence
1: oh okay mm. so that's the so the implication is that even that there were a lot of people at the venue mm-hmm. that if there were a lot of people there you might imagine that the venue was was big right
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: so since the speaker added kedo to the end of the se- of the second sentence mm-hmm. there... They're just like modifying the assumption, clarifying that the venue was small and not large, which was expected. That mm-hmm. that seemed a little bit convoluted, but is that right?
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, like we do that, uh, we do this in English a lot with though. Right. I feel like, you know, people do end their sentences with though, even though I don't know if that's, are uh, correct. No, you yeah, I
1: do that all. The, I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. but
0: I, I, I was wondering if it was like grammatically correct
1: oh. <laughs> in English.
0: I don't know. I can tell they, you, I know, mm. I
1: know more Japan. I know more about Japanese grammar than I know about English grammar. English grammar. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know because I don't think I learned this in textbooks, like English textbooks. So it might mm. be kind of a similar genre of like kedo at the end of sentences and another example would be let's say your friend says to you something like oh wait does your dad own a company and your response may be something like it's a small company though so this one is an afterthought and this one also has a you know yes my dad owns a company but it's not it's not a big deal, kind of, humbling effect.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like you're, he's the the speaker who received the compliment about mm-hmm. their parent is like, well, you know, it's a small company though. It's like it's it's he yeah. yeah he does he does own a company, but it's small.
0: Yeah, it's not a big deal.
1: He's deflecting. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. a
1: way can can you deflect compliments towards Yourself as well,
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh. Say, oh, like a potluck or something. You make something, <laughs> <laughs> and someone right, says, right. "Oh, this is delicious!" And oh, yeah, thank you. I don't know, pre-made hamburger though. helper, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hamburger helper indeed. Yeah, 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 <laughs> pre-made or like you know those kits kind of. <laughs> right. Yo, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, that's how my food would be. I, I yeah. know. I know everyone would be lying if I brought food to a potluck and they said they liked it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> but, you know, that kind of though can be used for yourself as well. Okay. Uh, and this is a good way to humble. You know, this is kind of a Japanese culture to sound, trying to sound humble. I guess be humble. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So no, yeah. I don't know if there's an English equivalent to that other than like mm. deflecting compliments. I mean, I know people who who don't like receiving compliments, um mm-hmm. but it just doesn't feel like there's something linguistic in English like there is mm. in Japanese. That's yeah, equivalent.
0: That's- yeah I mean, yeah that's deep though you
1: know I, <laughs> now sorry, you I'm say that <laughs> I know.
0: now you say that it feels like it's ingrained in the language as well, i guess
1: yeah reading through the 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 article you wrote and mm-hmm. and getting a feel for for this through immersion um mm-hmm. for for the way this uh particle is used that I definitely get that vibe that it's trying to deflect compliment mm. to accept it in a way, but also like say like you know Qualify it with something else mm-hmm. like the way the listener deflects the compliment about their dad's company, yeah, so, yeah, that definitely seems from a learner's perspective it's it's pretty um it's pretty apparent mm-hmm. that that seems to be the, the the way the culture goes where you you don't want to like take the compliment as is all the time
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really good point because you know textbooks don't really i guess if I was writing the textbook, this would be really hard to explain Cause because because sure. of the cultural background as well. I feel like Kedo is really nuanced and then I mean like through emerging because it's used a lot, I think people can kind of get a sense of it, but this is kind of hard one because it's like really closely related to the cultural background of people uh, deflecting compliments or <laughs> right yeah we can talk about that more later because there's more hmm. kedo usages that are from that kind of <laughs> cultural background right yeah so that's a good that's a good point Kedo really represents the Japanese culture
1: yeah it seems like Thinking it's really important it. yeah yeah
0: because the next one next example I was going to say is kedo for being less confrontational
1: ah right (laughs) Mm. well there you go
0: (laughs) yeah there you go so like (laughs) kedo can be handy when you want to sound less confrontational and there's an example that you know there's the famous blood type personality theory in japan in case you don't know that's a famous theory in japan uh the blood your blood type Mm. affects your personality.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I I've, I've heard of it before. I haven't really read much about it. I know there's an article somewhere on Tofugu about it.
0: Yeah, I wrote it. Um, it might it. actually I,
1: Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure. And I think it's also linked in the in the article we're talking about. Oh, maybe. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, actually, could you enlighten me a little bit because I, I I really don't know anything about it other than the fact that it exists.
0: Well, do you know your blood type? <sighs>
1: See, that's how, that's how non-important it is like, <laughs> I know. In, in America. <laughs>
0: I don't even know my husband's blood type. He's from the oh, States. Really? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but for example, I'm blood type B. Mm. Type B is considered to be like selfish, self-centered people <laughs> for some oh. reason. So yeah. No way. I mean, like, how could they affect you, your personality? That's kind of weird but like type a would be earnest or like clean oh. type a b would be eccentric things like that um it's just so what ha- all about ty- stereotyping people
1: <laughs> yeah really so what happens <laughs> yeah. when like someone doesn't live up to their to their blood type like a person who has B type blood is just a, is a giver, a philanthropist, a person who likes to to really help other people. Like, oh
0: yeah, like me. Does that hurt the argument? <laughs> yeah, right, like right. Yeah, I mean,
1: you're, you're you're a great person.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I I, I like to think so.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but I guess like people, if you're a big believer in this theory, they kind of. Oh, you're like an exception. <laughs> you, do, oh. you yeah, you know. But you have selfish side too. I mean everybody everybody does, really.
1: Sure. Oh yeah. We yeah. we're all we're all very complex creatures, right? <laughs>
0: right. I think so. So I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay. So so you're gonna be um the 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 person who responds in this next scenario, I assume. Oh
0: yeah. So <laughs> so going back to Kedo you know, for being less confrontational um let's say i mean i got this a lot growing up but
1: oh my gosh that's yeah, great that's, i mean you're... i mean not not great but <laughs> that's interesting really that's interesting funny. that's funny <laughs> yeah. though
0: so when your friend is this you know the big believer of blood type personality personality sorry, in japan and they may say something like b no hito te waga-mama da yone. like people with blood type b are self-centered right (laughs) i'd be be saying things like well like i don't think so but da 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 yeah (laughs) so like i would end just i don't think so
1: Oh, but yeah, that you sounds wanna... really direct. Yeah. yeah, right?
0: It sounds like yeah. assertive, and like, I don't think so, period, you know?
1: <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs>
0: nope. You can say that, but in this situation, uh, it feels more natural to say it eh, with the kettle. I don't think so, but... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah that whatever. definitely has similar... I think there's an English equivalent for that one. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But dot, dot dot yeah or but whatever. <laughs>
1: yep. I've definitely used that in the past a mm-hmm. couple of yeah, times. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you don't wanna agree, but you don't wanna come off too strong or confrontational, I guess.
1: Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's that that feels like a going back to the 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 idea of Japanese culture that mm-hmm. that sort of falls in line with the way this particle the way this usage of kedo is going,
0: yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> this really represents the Japanese like culture.
1: Um, yeah, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I wonder, I wonder um, if you have, like, what what <laughs> what might like mm-hmm. a, a confrontational friend,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like they they might think that saying wa is like mm-hmm. an invitation <laughs> to continue the debate. Uh, right um i'm not sure if that's if that's the case but if that if that were the case like how would you respond to that oh, how would how would the person who wants to keep going <laughs> keep the conversation going with i guess part of my question is specific would they mention the fact that you said kedo or would they would they kind of hint to the fact that like you know but what you know oh, how would yeah, they say, yeah. how would they say it
0: ah <laughs> oh, gotcha or something like that
1: oh but, really
0: but what like
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay that's yeah great. yeah
0: <laughs> have you I ever mean, had a friend like, like that <laughs> uh i don't think so i feel oh, like we're well, go all kind of you know japanese people respect harmony i guess more that's than awesome. being like fights and confrontations uh but well, maybe you're, you're ba- during arguments with close friends maybe
1: mm. right right mm. right well you're you're living up you're you're living actually you're living past your blood type you're you're the, you're the you're the bigger person there
0: right right <laughs> uh, but i mean i don't know so one but but if i was curious what is following after right. that then yeah. i might say <laughs> not like uh right. Cocky attitude, but you know, like uh, <laughs> I'm just, like genuinely curious type of vibe. Um, oh,
1: okay. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So you're 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 sort of like the the subtext is like not not trying to be confrontational, just trying to like know what's mm-hmm. the second part of your sentence. Yeah, yeah, all ma- I wanna
0: <laughs> Yeah, I guess it. This all this depends on your tone and everything too. You know. It's not True. like using kettle means certain things. It's just that like I'm just talking about how um it can be interpreted, um or right. like possible effects that it can add. So sure. when it comes to uh, kettle being less confrontational, like you can kinda like use it to reject. Someone's invitation, for example, as oh, well. Hmm. Okay. So if we wanna avoid if you want to avoid saying no to your friend's invite to some events, like dinner or something. But if you don't wanna be direct about it, you can say something like, Like, "Ah, uh, I really wanna go, but dot dot dot
1: i love the dot dot dot
0: yeah just, this can work in english too that hmm. right oh yeah I absolutely like, like do you want to hang later ah i really want to go but
1: da, da, da. man that see like going back to the fact that i'm a bit introverted that is like my go-to <laughs> it's like oh i really want to go but i got this thing yeah um Usually in English, like at least in my own experience, it always means no, like all the time. Like it's like, it's, it's a hard no, maybe, maybe for other people, it might not be that. But for me, it's like, I really want to go, but, um, I was wondering if, if that is an immediate no for the person who's listening, like, do they kind of take it as a no or is there, is there a chance? (laughs) Is there a chance for a fun night? (laughs)
0: yeah i've not i mean like this one really depends on the tone as well
1: okay that makes sense
0: but the way you said like i really want to go that that sounds like that makes me feel like i still have a chance
1: (laughs) yeah it's like i'm gonna find a way you know like i really want to go but i'll try to find a way
0: uh-huh but um, for you that's no that's a hard no though right
1: yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah.
0: oh man okay
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so yeah, i probably but, said oh. mm.
1: <laughs> when my friends um hear that they know that mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't be coming out tonight
0: <laughs> oh, okay yeah friends know then
1: Fre- friends know yeah friends have uh, that intuition
0: okay yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: so so but but in general like if you if you want to like sort of politely let them down. That's This is a phrase you can use. Definitely. Yeah. I
0: mean, what would a direct no sound like? Let's see.
1: Uh, that'd be good, I yeah. Ikanai,
0: good to
1: have. <laughs> I, 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 that sounds I like go. you don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't go. Never.
0: <laughs> uh, or can I Ikenai. Mm. Ikenai, gomen, gomen, Ikenai. Like, I can't go. But that sounds like, I don't know if... What if your friend asks you for, like, a proof that you can't go?
1: Oh, okay. There's, there, there, there's some extra...
0: I guess to give you a direct no, you can say, I can't go, but...
1: That invites questioning. That's what it sounds like.
0: Well, <laughs> that feels really pushy, though, the person who invites you. But people can oh. be like that sometimes if they really, really want you to come.
1: I see. What might you say, or what's missing from "metachitai kedo"? Like, what's the oh, second half of the sentence in most cases? I can't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That,
0: okay. But,
1: but, <laughs> uh, right, right. kedo, so
0: so, or like I have homework, I have stuff to do, I need mm. to be somewhere else.
1: I see. Okay, but you're but, you're just not saying it to to sort of soften the no, make mm. it seem less.
0: And maybe you want to keep the possibility to if you change your mind or something. Like oh. this is really wishy-washy, you know? Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Right.
1: Yeah, it sounds, it sounds, it, sounds, it sounds, it feels like there's a lot of ways this can go. Right. Right. So you don't, you don't want to reveal that second half of the sentence because there's a possibility that, that what you were going to say
0: can change. Yeah. I really mm. want to go, but, well, it might be hard this time, but. Right. You didn't say you can't, you know? That's true. You didn't say you can't or you can't, so. (laughs)
1: That's true. You're leaving it open. That's great. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems
1: really useful. And it seems like, (laughs) it just seems like the the way to respond. I don't know.
0: Yeah, 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 it is. I mean, like, uh, unless you really want to go and 100% (laughs) in, you know, like, I want to go. But this can be genuine one, too, you know? You actually might have some things to do and you might actually see if you can like reschedule other things to, you know, make it work.
1: Oh, that's that's mm. helpful. That's helpful to mm-hmm. know.
0: So this is hard to know, you know, like the level of genuineness, I guess. Mm.
1: True. You have to unless kind of be in the situation. The
0: yeah, unless you mm. know the person really well, like your friends.
1: <laughs> True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, if friends, you can just intuit yeah, just, it's just intuitive to what they what they're thinking and what you're thinking. They know what you're thinking, and you know what they're thinking.
0: Right, right. So maybe this <laughs> depends on the person too. Right. You know, oh Nick says if Nick says this, it means a no. Or you <laughs> right. know, if Nick says this. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yep. We I, might have a chance, kind of thing. You know. <laughs> oh,
1: I've revealed my cards. Hopefully, none of my <laughs> friends listen to this podcast. Yeah. They're gonna. They're really gonna know. I mean, they already kind of know, but. Yeah. They're going to find out for sure.
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure many people can relate, though, you know? True. Yeah, yeah that's
1: true. I'm sure a lot of people listening are be like, yeah, that's exactly how I do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly I'm an introverted,
0: too, so, like, yeah, I, I totally <laughs> can relate. Um, yeah. So the next one would be Kedo for expressing uncertainty. And this feels, like, closely related to Japanese culture as well. This schedule is similar to when we say, but I'm not sure, like something, something, but I'm not sure. So it's almost like a disclaimer saying, oh, you can't rely on me as a as a resource of this information kind of thing. Oh. So the example would be, someone asks you, when's Koichi's birthday? And then you say, huh, I think that's Wednesday next week, but da-da-da. I'm not hundred percent sure. Don't rely <laughs> on me. <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We use kedo a lot in this situation. I guess this comes off as the lack of confidence, maybe, especially in American culture. Oh mm. yeah.
1: Right? I totally, yo, yeah, I totally. Yo, one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think there's as many um, ways to to be less direct in English, in like an, mm-hmm. in English-speaking countries, and I think sometimes that level of uncertainty is maybe frowned upon, I guess Mm -hmm. is the word. Like it's like, it's, it seems like in Japanese, it's not as, it's not um, a sign of, of weakness as much. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can provide the context on that, but I know in English, like appearing uncertain Mm -hmm. is generally looked upon as, as a weakness
0: in my experience. Right. I mean, like, I think be enough to kind of express uncertainty. I feel like in English, I think hmm. that's Wednesday next week. That means that's your assumption, right?
1: Right, right. Mm. Right.
0: So you don't need to say, I think that's Wednesday next week, but I'm not sure that extra, but I'm not sure part <laughs> might not be necessary. That feels extra
1: yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mm-hmm. yeah I totally agree. I think adding that makes you makes it less cer- makes it even less certain, right, right.
0: exactly mhm, so but like people do do that in Japanese culture, I feel like so but you know we were talking about this can be sign of weakness, and in professional settings in Japanese culture too, like this could seem unreliable for sure, you know, Oh. okay, mhm. But this like expression of uncertainty is like ingrained in the Japanese culture. Like people tend to do this quite often. Like they use words like "tabun," like maybe, to express uncertainty unless they are hundred percent sure about something.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So if you're not a hundred percent sure, you're you're using one of these terms
0: <laughs> i feel like that like you know like the <laughs> level of uh, certainty or uncertainty that you can be certain in japan is different from like someone else like says the states you know oh yeah yeah you can like... say it without those like kind of wishy-washy words and be wrong and you just own up to it <laughs> in the states i feel uh, like.
1: that's yeah i agree i agree <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sort of to piggyback off of that, it feels like, like if you're an English speaker who's learning Japanese, that these mm-hmm. concepts
0: mm-hmm.
1: aren't, they seem, a they might seem a little foreign, right? Right. And they, they would, they would take time to sort of get ingrained into your, Mm-mm. into your speaking because it does, adding that extra uncertainty does sometimes feel, I guess, redundant. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a redundancy to it. Like you'd mentioned yeah. before about like adding, but I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I um, know.
1: So, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Because there's, in this situation, it doesn't feel like there's an exact equivalent in English.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. People who are so kind of trying to get a sense of this concept of like expressing uncertainty in Japanese, um, they might try to get used to that by using those words a lot, mm-hmm. like taboo or something. Uh be careful, just be careful in professional settings. So, you know,
1: good to know. Good yeah,
0: because it doesn't make you sound like polite.
1: Oh, I mean, okay. like
0: it, it. it's not about being polite or not. This can make you seem unreliable or unprofessional sometimes. Like I don't want a doctor, for example, <laughs> saying, <laughs> uh, I think this is bad. But I'm not sure,
1: <laughs> you know. I, th- I think we have to operate on your liver, but it could be your spleen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. Like we, we don't want that. Like no. that's an extreme example, but you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's true though. It's you don't want that, especially from mm-hmm. prof- professionals.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes people think adding keto at the end of the sentence. Makes you sound more Japanesey or like more native-like, or makes you sound more softer, politer, things like mm. that. But yeah, you should be careful with those things, you know.
1: Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's it seems like from what I've learned in 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 this episode, mm-hmm. as a learner, um, it seems like it's very important to use it. Yeah. But you're just you're sort of saying like, here's the caution. You should, you should learn where to use it and how to use it and when to use it. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It that's, is important. It's like foundational, uh-huh. it seems.
0: Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> I mean, you can totally grow your sense of this, Kedo. Yeah. You suggest like through immersion and everything. But I wanted to write an article about this more in depth because, you know, <laughs> that can be hard to just listen to people using it and you trying to use it with, Japanese people, that can be hard. That can take time, I think.
1: Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, and the the article helped me out a lot with that.
0: Oh, Mm -hmm. that's good. So I guess the last one is to give flexibility of how to respond. And this one is the one out of these that we talked about. This one is the only one that's to add context as opposed to showing like contrasting ideas mm. so this might sound like a foreign concept to you because the english equivalent but doesn't do this but this one is really handy so i'm really excited about this
1: <laughs> oh good cool <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so just to remember that you know kettle can be used to add context you know like we're out of eggs can you buy some on your way home example from audio And this can be used at the end of sentences as well. Maybe one of the most common examples for this is to make a reservation or make a phone call. Yeah,
1: this sounds important.
0: Yeah, so a typical (laughs) opening phrase for when you're calling a restaurant to make a reservation is So it's, hello, I like to make a reservation. But dot dot dot.
1: <laughs> we don't that say dot, that. Dot in... dot has returned.
0: <laughs> yeah, dot 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 has returned. So in English, that's kind of weird, right? Hello, I'd like to make a reservation. But but why?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think if you did that in English, the person on the other side would be like, um, "Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> right." <and laughs> what's mm-hmm. next?
0: So that's the that's. That's interesting because like in English culture that doesn't work like that. And then, you know, the listener, the person at the restaurant, the restaurant staff would be like waiting for what you're about to say. But in this case with kedo in Japanese, this is kind of a sign of you wanting for the listener to respond. (laughs) It's like a talking stick
1: you oh. know like in therapy and <laughs> stuff like, past, like past the yeah. ball like
0: the yeah, speaking ball yeah the button yeah speaking
1: ball
0: kind of <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense Kiddle is kind of like that you know like hi I like to make a reservation what do I do like do you need my name do you need the date number of people in my party mm. stuff like that you know mm. you don't know what they want to know so you kind of want to Leave that to them.
1: Well, that's nice. So, yeah. sort of th- thinking about others. So it's it's the collective, right? Yeah, You're yeah. thinking about how they're going to respond, giving exactly. them the opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is considered often considered as polite way to start a like phone conversation, uh, especially, and you can open up the possibility of like how the listener can respond for their convenience. Like, whatever, however convenient that is for them, kind of. (laughs) So if you work at, if you ever work at a restaurant in Japan, you pick a phone, they might say, don't wait. Don't wait. It's
1: it's your turn (laughs) to talk.
0: Yeah, this means, (laughs) hey, please let me know what is the next kind of, you know, thing.
1: And that's just and that's just sort of intuitive is so when you when you typically mm-hmm. call a restaurant um, and you you want to make a reservation is this pretty much invariably how you will call
0: uh, a say? lot of times i think yeah a lot of times yes you know you just with kettle you're just like providing the context i guess you're explaining your context that you want to make a reservation but, but you,
1: but you mm. don't know what, the, like you want to give the, uh, the people on the other side the opportunity to tell you yes or no or mm-hmm. whatever whatever you want them to tell you.
0: Maybe you know the restaurant is closing today, <laughs> sadly. Right. Yeah, in that I, case, you know what
1: mm-hmm. I did. I I called. I I want a Thai food tonight and mm-hmm. i called my local thai place and they were closed for maintenance so i didn't oh. even get a chance to to make a reservation it was it was it was really sad this little side right. note
0: so like <laughs> you know like maybe you get you're really prepared and then you with the opening phrase like hello i i like to make a reservation for tonight for um Two of us at, like, 7 p.m. or something. You know, that's a lot of information at all once. But if the restaurant is closed for maintenance, like, I would regret that I said that all oh. at the first place. I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's how you do it in English. You would actually provide mm. all that context. So this feels like where kiddo sort of kind of goes away mm. from the from, like, having an English equivalent.
0: yeah i can't do that without like having a cheat note in english like i can't say like i can't say like all that once (laughs) on a phone call like oh can you i'd like to make a reservation for (laughs) i don't know it's like too long for me yeah that's too much information even for me (laughs)
1: It's the Japanese I- brain <laughs> taking over. It's like well, I'm gonna let you talk.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, up yeah, for yeah. Me. <laughs> Definitely. Now I, and now I'm curious how I do that in English. Uh, there were definitely situation I had to make phone calls like this,
1: but <laughs> right, right,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is convenient, you know. Like especially for if you're not a native speaker of Japanese, you can do a little by little. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: This is actually a really good one. I think. I think a lot of people they learn Japanese to to get to a point where they can order. Right. At a restaurant, and I think this is a really um, like good way to initiate a reservation.
0: Uh huh. So, yeah. In this, spe-
1: this specific instance, it's kind of cool.
0: And if you don't want to end a sentence like that, you could say like, "Is there any availability on Wednesday?" Or something more specific too. But this, like, ending it with kind of creates a unique effect where you're intentionally making it vague so that the listener can respond in a way that's convenient for them. Uh, and it's not like you're making a reservation, meaning like you're maybe like planning to go to a popular restaurant and that's not uncommon For them to like be fully booked for the week or for the month, you know, popular restaurants in Tokyo, it's hard to make (laughs) reservations sometimes. So uh, this is a good opening phrase for things like that too. You feel Mm. like you wasted your time to say all that information.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's much easier just to to say less, right? Abbreviate.
0: Yeah. And then if that's possible to make a reservation to start, then they would ask, you know, what date, how many guests, things like that. Or they might want to know your name first, whatever that's convenient for them.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's all about like consideration for the person you're talking to in this situation, at least.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this one's really convenient. And other things like, you know, thinking about the listeners going to Japan for trips or something, you can use it for other things like staying at hotel or Airbnb in Japan. And you know, if you have problems, like if the toilet's leaking, for example, and you <laughs> have to call the Airbnb owner, like, ah, ga mizumore n desu kedo, or something, you know, oh, excuse me. The toilets leak, and
1: never a good thing, never yeah. a good thing.
0: <laughs> the toilets leak in, but da 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 um can you do something about it? You know it's the implication, I guess or that what was should that we was do? gonna
1: be that was gonna <laughs> be my question. It's like, uh-huh. yeah, what are you gonna do about it <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> like, right p- please
1: please help me. I can't do this myself
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. well, in English, what should we say? I guess we just end the sentence. Just explain, like, "Hello, we got a little bit of problem here. The toilet's leaking."
1: Yeah, I think I think that's probably how I would say it. And I think, mm. I think there's an expectation that mm-hmm. the next sentence is, "I'm I'm on my way" or something, or or how to fix it. So yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think ending the sentence with a period, like, "I'm calling because the toilet is leaking." Mm-hmm. And then maybe the next question is, you know, when when can you get here to fix it?
0: Oh yeah, if you want to be direct, or would yeah. you say that to start?
1: I think so. Yeah, I would. Mm. I I, mm. I would, especially if it was like leaking. I think it depends on how bad <laughs> how bad the yeah. toilet is leaking.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But but I think it's it's an effective way. It Seems like an effective way in Japanese too, because you're giving the person that you're calling the the mm. ability to respond. <laughs> Hopefully, with what you want them to say,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> and other things like there's not hot water in the shower, like shower, no, you got dinner in this or the terrible. door doesn't open.
1: <laughs> I think you need to find a better Airbnb, Hanayat.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, have you experienced any of this? Um,
1: yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, um, you do, you I've have? had. I've had no hot water in, in my apartment at times. And and I've I've called I've called the front office and I try to be polite. So I think, yeah, the the what you mentioned before about like there's no hot water in the shower, period. And then maybe I would say something else, but hmm. I don't I don't think I would I would add like but to the sentence. Right.
0: So this right, feels like right. another
1: situation where like it's something uniquely Japanese to offer like the the baton the speaking ball <laughs> to, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. to the person on the phone
0: mm-hmm. this is not really about like contrasting ideas it's true to the, it's the other one it's the other use to provide context so
1: oh but sorry, like, yeah. maybe it
0: doesn't work here but I, I i was like kind of saying it to show literal translation how you know this unique how this is unique and then how this is different from the English equivalent, but right, but yeah, this is kind of interesting, but also really handy
1: <laughs> very handy, especially yeah. if you're if you're in the worst airbnb in Japan,
0: yeah, well, so today we talked about, oh wait, we had a we had a question from Twitter,
1: <laughs> oh, that's true, that's <laughs> yeah. true. we almost forgot, yes, so last week or um a couple of days before we recorded the podcast. I asked on Twitter if anybody had any questions about how Japanese speakers use KEDO at the end of their mm-hmm. sentences. And uh, we got a, a great question from uh, Philip Starhill. He tweeted us asking, it seems like you can also add uncertainty with KAMO or just KAMO. Is there a situation where KEDO is a better or worse alternative to end a sentence?
0: Mm. Yeah, this... It's a good question. I don't I didn't think we mentioned kamo or kamo shirenai, but those are things that are added to the end of sentences in Japanese and to kind of express un- uncertainty. Um, so one thing I want to clarify is kedo itself doesn't express uncertainty on its own. Uh, but when it's paired with "tabun" or "omou" or "kamo かも, kamo it kind of amplifies uncertainty by implying I think this is this, but you know I'm not hundred percent sure. Like mm-hmm. "kedo part," "kedo" kind of implies, but da da da, I'm not hundred percent sure part. So I don't think it's like a situation where it's one or, or the other if you're comparing it with kamoshirenai or kedo if it makes sense but hmm. they get paired up a lot um
1: oh okay
0: like for example if you want to say maybe koichi is coming to the party tomorrow you can say koichi wa ashita no party ni kuru kedo sounds like Koichi is maybe coming to the party tomorrow, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like he uh, may not come. So kind of thing. Mm.
1: So when you add kedo to kamoshi it like mm. it just makes it even more obvious yeah. that you're not sure.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: Oh, okay. So like would you just say kamoshi it's like mm. uh 30% uncertain, but you add mm. kedo and it's 50% uncertain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just it just Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. It, So it from what you're what you're saying, it feels like it just adds uncertainty to to the statement. It makes it even more clear yeah, yeah. that you don't don't know
0: mm-hmm. if
1: Koichi's coming. I hope he does though.
0: Yeah, I hope he does too. <laughs> but also also this is this adds the vibe of like, like a disclaimer to, you know, don't rely on me.
1: Oh, that goes He's back to one my of our other.
0: Responsibility.
1: You know? Oh. Yeah. That's the one that you don't use at your place of business, right? Mm hmm. Oh, okay.
0: But Koichi is not my responsibility anyway. So. That's you know. true. That's true. That's
1: true. <laughs> We're not responsible for, for Koichi. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, hope that answered the question. Sorry. Like, I think in the article, I said. Um, kedo for expressing uncertainty, so I guess that's technically not true. Kedo doesn't itself doesn't add uncertainty it more it's more like it amplifies
1: oh with okay. other
0: words that ex, that express uncertainty like to or and I like uh Philip said
1: that really helps so yeah. thank you for the question, Philip that was awesome,
0: yeah, thank you so much. So today, in this episode, we talked about why Japanese people use kedo at the end of their sentences. And for more details about this, please read an article, Kedo, Why Are Japanese Speakers Always Ending Their Sentences With but on Tohuge.com. And if you like our podcast, please write us an iTunes review. If you're lucky, we'll give you a shout out in a future episode. And here's one from Let Lelka-selka, maybe Lelka-selka from France. Do you want to read it, Nick?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Lelka-selka says, I am still catching up with the podcast episodes now on the beginning of 2018. So with this comment, it looks like I am time traveling to the beginning of 2023. Ooh. It works like that, right? Keep up the excellent job, guys. Oh, and Wanikani rules.
0: Thank you for your review and thank you for using WANIKANI. And thank you for listening to this episode and hope to see you in the next episode. Bye bye.
1: Bye.